Today on Health in the Whole, we have Rebecca Derry talking about prenatal and postnatal yoga. Rebecca has taught a variety of yoga styles to children and adults of all ages, yet her passion belongs to prenatal and postnatal yoga. Over the past few years, she has worked to create an engaging way to support moms during pregnancy and postpartum, helping them to take care of their physical, mental, and emotional health. Recently becoming a mom herself, it has become even more apparent to her that the key to these well-rounded yoga classes is all about creating a sense of community. Want to get amazing insights and perspectives from local health and fitness professionals here in Jackson Hole? This is the podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Laura Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health in the Hole. I am here today with Rebecca Derry, who is a licensed yoga and registered yoga instructor and registered prenatal instructor. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Rebecca, how are you? I am doing great, Laura. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you. So thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you. So you teach a lot of different styles of yoga. What got you specifically interested in prenatal and then postnatal yoga? Yeah, so I was teaching a variety of styles of yoga to a variety of clients, men, women, all ages, from children to folks that were retired. And I would still get the occasional pregnant mom in there and to be honest, it actually made me a little nervous. And it's not as though I didn't have some instruction on how to support this mom, but I didn't have the wealth of knowledge I really wanted to come with mm-hmm. um, to really support moms in a way that would be much more beneficial because I knew there was more to it all. So I went back and did my prenatal specific yoga training. And at the time, you know, they in our community in Jackson, we did not have prenatal yoga as a resource for moms. And then after doing the training, I realized this is, you know, really beneficial for moms in so many different ways. And it would be great to start offering classes pre and postnatal because bodies are changing so rapidly. And just besides that, meeting those physical needs, it'd be great to meet more of those emotional and mental needs as well for moms. And so for either people who've done yoga before and then now are pregnant or people who've never done yoga and are pregnant, what are the benefits of doing yoga during the prenatal time? I would say there are so many different benefits. So again, ranging from the physical, mental, emotional, um, but I do want to touch on the mental first really quickly, postpartum depression actually often starts during pregnancy. And I don't think a lot of people know about that. So yoga, um, prenatal yoga specifically is one way to help start addressing the, the mental health aspect mm-hmm. for mom before you know you get into that postpartum period where it hits a lot more moms. Um, so research has, has showed the benefits of mom jo- joining some type of yoga class and prenatal because it's so specific to the body as well at that time is a great opportunity for mom. So getting into more of the benefits of prenatal physically, uh, it's a great way for mom to just ease some discomfort. So there's a lot of random pains through the body, low back, um, to sleep disturbances, it can help with that. 
uh, increase stamina for moms to to help with that labor process, mm-hmm. strengthen the body in those ways needed, increase flexibility. And then into that more mental and emotional side too, it does lower stress and anxiety, which a lot of moms experience leading up to that, especially first time moms. Mm-hmm. Um, helps boost the immune system. Um, I could go on and on uh, about these benefits I feel like. And then there's actually a lot of research. So um, prenatal yoga, more specifically than postnatal, there's been a lot of research on the benefits uh, to mom during pregnancy that have more to do with um, outcomes of labor. So we're talking about research has shown a lower percentage of cesarean section, decreased awesome. frequency of labor induction, and even shorter durations of um, second and third stages of labor, things like that, which I really would love to like check back with my students and see what their experiences have been in terms of the actual labor. But mm-hmm. um, I know most of them would talk about the, the other physical and emotional benefits, mental benefits they've experienced. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about that postpartum depression often starts prenatal, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, well, it's the, the onset of depression can start during pregnancy and often does. And I, I know that postpartum, there are normally kind of checks that someone's practitioner typically tries to do with them afterwards, but you don't see your doctor for six weeks. So that's a long time to go even, you know, without someone kind of checking in, that's not a significant other. But um, even leading up to it, there's, there have been studies that show that it's, it's often starting during pregnancy, and, and, and it could be from a variety of things. I mean, pregnancy, your life has already changed physically, mm-hmm. um, and you might be accommodating in other ways. So it's just a big, big change for moms, and it's, um, it's one of those things that if you can notice it, early on, it can yeah. be more beneficial. And yoga, there's so many different ways, of course, to to, pre- to treat any type of depression, but yoga as a whole, because it doesn't just do the physical, um, the benefits. Uh, it's a, a great modality for people that, it, you know, everyone has their thing. So yoga is not for everyone, but for those that it is, it's, it can be a great practice to just help find balance in your, in your life. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking in my case, I don't know if all the listeners know, but I'm six months pregnant and I sure cry a lot easier than I did before. And when I was talking to my doctor last week, I was saying like, some days I just feel really down. And she's like, Oh, is it because you're tired? I'm like, a little bit, but no, I just feel down. And I, I was blaming it on pregnancy hormones. And so that's, that's probably an indicator for me that I need to really watch and be careful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, everyone is experiencing these crazy hormones during pregnancy. Um, so it's not that it's just you and the changes, but it's also physically your body. These, these chemicals are all changing constantly. And so that, that balancing is often, i I personally felt when I was pregnant, hard to find um, Mm -hmm. compared to life before pregnancy. 
And so it makes sense that this, you know, depression can start during that time because you're kind of out of whack already with those, those chemicals that normally try and keep you balanced. So it's, and support groups are great for that too, just to help mom feel like she's not losing it. She's not going crazy and other people are experiencing it too, Mm -hmm. can really, really help with that. Right. I mean, I, I, I thought it was more common. And when she, you know, suggested it was just fatigue, I was like, I think, I think it's more, but it's not that bad. It's just, you know, sometimes that it's not my norm. So that was yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. And I'd like to mention really quickly, if anyone is interested in learning more about postpartum depression, um, Charlotte Souter from Postpartum Support International can give more information and I'll try and look up her information to give at the, the end of the podcast. That'd be awesome. Um, but she'll, she'll have a wealth of information more than I can, can offer about that as well. Awesome. Yeah. We can get a link for her and then put it on the podcast. Yeah. And she well. supports our Jackson community locally. Awesome. So in these prenatal yoga classes, tell us about kind of like the benefits, different, you know, types of breathing, what you do with that, different positions that are good for pregnancy or might not be good for pregnancy and what to watch for or watch out for. Yeah. So during prenatal yoga classes, I think of um, teaching as providing moms with a toolkit of resources to use. So a lot of it is labor and delivery type focus to prepare our mom mentally and physically for that. Uh, But I would say most of these tools, they're really tools that you can use throughout life. So prepare mom even for motherhood and beyond. Um, So for one, starting with breath, um, different types of breathing exercises to calm anxiety uh, is a Mm -hmm. big one. Um, And then also specific breathing exercises for the different stages of labor to help mom know that if things are getting rough, she has this breathing technique she can pull out and see if it's working at this time. And if not, you know, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we do focus a lot of movement with breath. So different poses, create a little movement and try and find rhythm for mom. So often in labor, moms may feel afraid to move to a different position because they're worried about more discomfort from that. And so they kind of stick in the same one that really isn't serving them as much. And Mm -hmm. if they can convince themselves or have a partner to help remind them or the set of yoga positions to move into and keep moving, it's just one way to help ease some of those discomforts. Um, and then, yeah, specific poses to help um, just open up mom's pelvis a little more. That's like a, a main one, um, a low squat to, to prepare um, her body a little more. And let me see. Um, there's also the mental side. I don't want to forget about that. So. I also like to do a, what's called a Kriya. Imagine it like a moving meditation. So some repetitive movement that will fatigue mom in some way to where she might start to experience discomfort. And the idea is that no one wants to simulate labor. Mm -hmm, Um, That's fair. (laughs) You want to just experience when you have to. 
so we do we use the technique to create some discomfort to remind mom that there are times in our lives not just labor that you cannot move away from the discomfort you're not going to be able to you're going to have to be with it so learning how to be present with that breathe with it uh, maybe investigate it try and get to know it to not let it kind of take over your body or your mind and just to reaffirm that um, you know our bodies are made for this and um, that uh, we work to, to trust that, to know that often when we hear something in our head, it's just our thought. It's not our body saying we can't do this um, and how to get over that. So creating a little mental endurance is also uh, key in those classes. Very cool. Anything specific to watch out for while doing yoga while pregnant? Yeah. So. There are even specific types of yoga that I wouldn't recommend you do while pregnant. So hot yoga would really stress out the body. Makes sense. And then also yin yoga. So most yoga, for those that don't know, is yang style, which means you want to activate your muscles most of the time. And yin is a style of yoga that I know has been taught in our community um, that you're trying to relax the muscles a lot so that it gets into more of the connective tissues and ligaments. Um, So you're holding poses a long time, essentially, and really stretching for a long period of time, those same areas. Mm -hmm. And we don't really want to do that for moms that are pregnant because of the hormone relaxin in their body, which is already helping all of those ligaments and joints loosen up to prepare for labor. And so it just tends to allow mom to stretch maybe beyond a point that she should, stresses out joints, things like that. Maybe pull something and realize that the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with that said, we wouldn't hold any types of positions in prenatal yoga for too long. Um, and, you know, mostly I try and teach moms to, to just check back in constantly with themselves because I'm here to offer suggestions to them as to what they might want to try, but it's them and their body. And I don't know how they're experiencing something. So the more Mm -hmm. that they can create awareness around what's happening in their body, uh, the more ideal that'll be in any type of position because our bodies are really going to tell us when it doesn't like something. Mm -hmm. So there's the obvious positions you wouldn't want to do or postures in yoga, like anything where you're really opening up the belly or um, uh, the chest too much like a cobra. It's just not going to feel good for one if you were to try it. Um, And then there are things like um, we don't want to focus on our abs anymore for obvious reasons. It's already been... um, stretched in other ways and then twist I mean you're really not going to be able to twist very well anyways um so I think it's it's a lot of um helping mom develop the confidence to trust her own body and be able to to read it during during yoga and the rest of her life very cool And then how about postnatal yoga classes? When do women start that? 
what are the benefits of that? How do they balance, you know, doing yoga and watching their newborn or other kids? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's definitely a challenge. I, you know, I love to see moms come back to yoga after prenatal because I feel like um, they're much more talkative and just open to things. <laughs> hmm. Um, they're, they've experienced a lot and it's time for them to, to get it out and share. So most moms, I'd say, come back probably around the six week mark that a, their doctor would normally tell them they're good for. Um, okay. But often it, it depends really on the delivery. So again, mom trusting how she's feeling. If she had a vaginal delivery, it might be sooner than a cesarean. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of kind of up to mom in that respect of, of knowing where her body is, because I know that St. John's does like to encourage mom during those six weeks and she won't see your practitioner to do a little stretching, they call it, which okay. is often a lot of different yoga movements. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, whenever mom is able to, feels like she's able to come back normally around six weeks and then babies are always welcome children as well to postnatal whether that's in live or online um and then we focus for mom of course it would be great for mom to just get that time to herself because it, it's hard for mom at that point to get time for herself and take right. that um find that self-care but the reality of it is, you know, children are a part of their lives now and they're more than welcome to join mom. And it's just going to be a different type of yoga. So what makes it very different from prenatal is that we're talking a whole lot more. We're stopping a lot more, um, or at least mom is. I'm still trying to teach, which makes it a little trickier mm -hmm. um, because mom needs to stop and feed and do things like that. And so sequences are not very long. We'll move from one side to the other versus stay on one side for a long time so that mom can hopefully get the chance to balance her body mm -hmm. a little better. Um, but the format really is to try and allow mom some time and space to come back into her body and reinvestigate and really focus on trying not to judge where she is now because things are gonna be different going to experience things differently and and that's okay that's that's how it should be um so movement with breath is huge again um specific poses we like to do a lot of chest openers um shoulder neck exercises uh, because whether mom's breastfeeding or bottle feeding you're still holding a baby a lot and we mm -hmm. tend to hunch over and not realize um, what we're doing because your baby seems to only like when you hold them a certain way. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely imbalance the body. So mm -hmm. um, let's see. And then things that we try, try to focus on to more specifically postnatal is pelvic floor, checking that strength of the pelvic floor, learning how it can support us in different movements. So just checking in with it. We do that a bit with prenatal, but it's gone through a whole lot after pregnancy and um, delivery. So 
um, we'll work on pelvic floor, and then we touch on abs a bit, and that's one I always like to caution, especially in this community in Jackson. We have a lot of moms that are very active. They want to get back out there as soon as they can, Mm -hmm. and I try and emphasize, let's focus on the pelvic floor first because we can have a nice six-pack and not have strength in our pelvic floor where we have to worry about sneezing or yeah. <laughs> you know, not a trampoline again they may not work for some so um or abs though i because moms come at so many different stages and have experienced pregnancy and labor so differently i like to always throughout the whole class offer kind of a gradient of postures that they can do so some that may be easier at the start and then later they can see where they can take that later if they don't continue classes Mm -hmm. with me regularly so they can still work on the challenging poses when they're ready but know that there's there's different ways to support themselves during that time Very cool. And so then you recently had a kid and so you've been through all of this. How has that changed your personal practice and then how you teach these prenatal and postnatal yoga classes? Yeah, after my own pregnancy and labor and delivery, I I felt like I had a whole new set of knowledge and I just wanted to share it all. And then I quickly remind myself that everyone does experience this differently. So mine is not going to be the same as any of my students um, or maybe with the next child. So when I teach, I try and be very conscientious with my prenatal students not to offer too much information, but there is one really valuable piece I learned from my my own experience with labor and delivery and it has more to do with just checking in with your body and i mentioned the pelvic floor how important that is really Mm. pre and post and just checking in with are all of your muscles tight are you holding everything tight during this sure it's discomforting and kind of scary it's new Um, But the more that you can check in with your body and try and relax it and calm it and trust that it knows what it's doing, um, I would like to think, and I won't say, (laughs) I can say for sure that it would help most moms during their labor to do so, because I, Mm -hmm. I found it very useful for myself when I would kind of clench up and from what my understanding of it is it's because of our parasympathetic nervous system. When we move out of that, that whole process of labor stops because it thinks something's wrong and it doesn't want to continue. So the more we can get into that calm state and avoid that parasympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight state, mm-hmm. um, the, the more the labor can progress in the way that it's, it's trying to. Interesting. Very cool. Um, Anything else on yoga? And then I want to ask you about the better birth practitioners. Um, Well, I would just say that these classes, these pre and postnatal classes 
are they are different than most other classes and partly because of the style that I'm trying to teach these it's we're talking a lot we're talking about what are you experiencing you, you know trying to allow moms to share their experience ask for resources mm-hmm. um just know that they're not alone to build more of a supportive community of moms around them. Cause I know I've had students in the past that have taken yoga together and they became great friends afterwards, play dates all the time. You know, that's, that's so ideal to find that support because building that community is going to help support mom emotionally and mentally as well, while she's doing these great things for herself. Yeah, very cool. All right, let's talk about the better birth practitioners. Who are they? How do we find out about them? Yeah, so the better birth practitioners is a local group of women. Typically, I it's not necessarily for women, though. It's for women, but not all of women. Um, but it's any practitioners that support women's health and a lot pre and um, postpartum. So we have practitioners from physical therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, sleep therapists, uh, midwives, doulas, the list kind of goes on of these amazing practitioners, acupuncturists that can support mom in so many different ways. Um, and it's, it's just a network. It's us coming together to, to help each other support the the students or clients we work with more. So often in classes for yoga, I get moms that, you know, talk about ab separation and they've, you know, they're experiencing issues with that. And, you know, hey, I know this physical therapist that can help you with this. Mm -hmm. Or I had a yoga instructor tell me that um, for 12 years, she thought the way her pelvis felt when she walked was just the way it's supposed to be because we've all been told the horror stories of you know your body's going to be drastically different after pregnancy and um, labor and delivery so just learn to accept that well you don't always have to there's a wealth of practitioners out there that can help make a difference in a lot of those areas for moms and so this group the better birth practitioners you can find them on facebook So if you look at Better Birth Practitioner Support Group, and then there is a calendar for services that um, are being offered throughout the year and a directory as well, um, where you can find a host of um, folks for, yeah, whatever you're looking for. Awesome. Yeah. And I will link that as well. And I just want to say that like so many things that we accept as normal aren't, aren't necessarily normal. They're common. Like, you know, as women post-pregnancy, you should be able to jump on a trampoline again. You shouldn't have to worry about peeing while sneezing. We've kind of accepted that way too much in our society with all of these, like, you know, depends and I don't know the names of all of the things that, Mm -hmm. you know, women put on to soak that up, but you can see a healthcare provider who specializes in that and get that fixed as opposed to live with it. And I just want to get that word out there to people. And hopefully I'll get a pelvic floor specialist on here at some point to really stress that and explain what they do and why they do it. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. Cause I think I hear too many 
women. You know, it's funny when I mention to people that I teach prenatal and postnatal, I get a lot of older women ask if they can join postnatal yoga. <laughs> and it's because they still feel like they have these issues. And, you know, they're half joking, half serious about, well, what, I, what could I learn? Or man, I wish I had been able to learn about that. But even in these yoga classes, sometimes talking about the pelvic floor openly, that's the first time a lot of these moms have done that. Um, and so hopefully that's changing and more awareness around that's being built. And yeah, there are great pelvic floor physical therapists out there to, to help moms. Awesome. And so if people want to work with you or get involved in your prenatal or postnatal classes, how do they do that? When do the classes meet? What do they look like these days? Yeah, so right now with um, COVID, everything's online. And to be honest, it's actually been pretty fun lately um, because I get moms from all over <laughs> to join um, and out of the country even. So, um, and it's nice to be able to just practice in your home. You um, can, you don't need anything specific for these classes, really. I just tell you to grab some blankets and pillows, whatever you've got nearby, something you can use as a strap. So it's not costing mom anymore to, to purchase equipment. Um, and the classes are, I host uh, postnatal on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And then prenatal on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, all via Zoom. And so if you were to go to my website, which is naturally wild and free, um, you should be able to find um, a whole lot more information on there about what to expect with the classes and how to get signed up for the classes. And it, during this time, I wanted to make sure that there was no mom out there that said they couldn't go do class because of finances too. So it's pay what you can, when you can, if you can. Um, just come and join, be a part of this community and take care of yourself. That's so cool. Um, just parting thought, aside from yoga, what other practice in your habit in your life has been just key to maintaining health or mental health? I, I would say meditation has been the number one and it's Yoga has been a great tool because it, it does help prepare the mind and body to sit in meditation. It's kind of the idea behind um, a lot of yoga. But even when I don't have time for yoga, I have time even to lay in my bed for, you know, five mm -hmm. minutes and pay attention to my breath and, and try and let all other thoughts go. So I found it a great way to help me rebalance really any time of day that I need to. So if I'm feeling impatient, waiting in line for something, <laughs> I can kind of uh, zone out and um, meditate for a while. Um, and also I'd say gratitude, uh, a gratitude journal has really helped in times when, you know, you just feel like things aren't growing the way you'd like to. And it's a good reminder of the abundance in life, um, especially during this time. I've got, I, right now I do have a gratitude journal going to, to keep that reminder um, for myself and um, to think of others during this time as well. Awesome. Well, thank you.
We appreciate all that information. I will get those links out there for people to look at. And I just thank, thank you for taking your time to share with our community all of this. Yeah, thank you, Laura. I appreciate the opportunity to share this information. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to Health in the Whole. If you liked it, please subscribe so you can hear the next episodes. And remember, this podcast is not medical advice. Consult your healthcare provider before doing anything drastic.